Welcome back to Health Check. I'm Heidi Godman. If you're just joining us, my guest is Wanda Jackson from Sarasota Memorial's Healthcare System. She is the outpatient care coordinator at SMH. We were talking in our last segment about how to maintain memory. Now we want to switch gears a little bit, no pun intended, because we want to talk about how you can keep driving. And Wanda, when we get a little bit older, sometimes there are physical changes that can jeopardize our driving skills. Simple changes like our vision. Uh, We just talked about memory, getting lost places. So a lot of things happen as we grow older. A lot of things happen, and, and stiffness and, um, and memory, as you're talking about, uh, and, and a lot of things that you really don't uh, uh, realize are affecting your ability to drive, but maybe have family members who, who are saying, hey, this is not a good idea for you to drive. What are some of the warning signs that maybe you need to rethink this? And then we're going to talk about what we can do about it so you can keep driving. Warning signs can be things like driving too slowly. We think if we're driving slower, we're being safer. Not necessarily the case. Um, Stopping in traffic for no apparent reason. Ignoring traffic signs. Getting confused of reds versus green versus go. Um, Getting lost on those familiar routes. Executing turns that are too wide or you're hitting the curb occasionally. That's not a good sign. Um, It's not New York. So if you're getting honked at a lot, that could be a sign that you're drifting into another lane or something's going on that people are trying to warn you about. Um, mis- misjudging the gaps. Am I too close? Am I too far from the cars around me? Right. And then a, a problem that a lot of people ask me about, they'll say, what can I do? How can I check up on my parents in Florida? How do I know if they're having these problems? Because you don't get to ride in the car with them. And, and uh, the doctors I interview or the experts will always say, look at the car. Right, because isn't that (laughs) sort of the telltale sign? Yeah, you get a little couple of scratches and bumpers if they've had a few traffic violations or tickets. That would be definitely be a sign that they're not telling you about. Mm -hmm. Or, or if you are the driver and you're wondering, gosh, is this happening to me? I don't have the scratches. But uh, uh, one sign that people talk about is if people don't want to get in the car with you anymore. And that happened if with my mom when we decided that driving was no longer an option for her. I said. do you feel comfortable driving with your grandchildren in the car with you? And she said immediately, oh, no, I would never take my grandkids in the car with me. And so she knew that things weren't up to par. And I said, but, Mom, everyone you meet is somebody's loved one. And she decided at that point in time that driving was probably not a great idea. I mean, my, my dad, too, and my mom. Uh, my mom has dementia now. My dad doesn't. But uh, they both have Parkinson's disease. And uh, as they got older, just the, the lack of strength to open a door. And that can happen to everybody. We all lose muscle mass as we get older. Mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different signs and symptoms that maybe you need to talk to someone about it. But it doesn't mean you're going to lose your keys. No, it doesn't. Um, driving is the ultimate in multitasking. So if you're not doing well multitasking, driving can be a real issue. But no, the driving assessment we do with Sarasota Memorial, it requires a physician's referral. And family that live up north and are concerned can always call their loved one's doctor and say, you know, maybe you should request this. Um, and so the, we take their fish physician's referral and we do a number of different steps along the way to see. And it might just be bigger rearview mirrors because they're not turning their head fully. It might be telling them that daytime or on time during medications or short trips locally are best for them. 
Tell us a little bit about what's involved with the driving evaluation. Sure. The first thing we do is an in-clinic. We do it. We have a physical therapist, and it's an in-clinic. So we do vision, cognitive tests, um, nothing they can study for, work on ahead. But we just make sure that those components are already in place. All right. So you might look at their their physical health, first of all, and and also flexibility, range of motion, those Absolutely. kinds of things. And the person who does it at Sarasota Memorial Hospital is a physical therapist. So she catches on to those things real quickly. Yes, yes. All right. So there might be that in-clinic component, but then there's also a road test. The, we have a dual control car. And so we the next step is then taking them out to the car, letting them get familiar with the car, making sure they're making the right adjustments with the car. And then we drive around the parking lot, you know, because every car is a little bit different. And then when we're comfortable, we take them out on a road. All right. So, so then at the end of all of this evaluation and screening, they take away the keys. No, they do not do <laughs> no. that. And that's what everybody thinks, though. Oh, if I go do that, you're going to take my, my keys. It's really the opposite. It is, because we want them to maintain their independence to the best of their abilities. But we want to keep them safe, and we want to keep others safe. So there's a re-education that comes into that. Again, possibly suggesting daytime-only short trips, physical therapy to give them that range of motion for their neck to look in the lanes next to them and traffic behind them. So there's a lot of re-education and rehabilitation that goes into that. And and you all in the driving evaluation portion of this, you're not making any determinations. You're not doing anything, removing keys or, or saying, do this, do that. You're writing a report. We do. We just send a report back to the physician. The physician will discuss options after that. But there are some really good points, I think, that come out of these driving evaluations. Maybe you need a refresher of the laws. You know, you started driving decades ago, but maybe the laws have changed. So that's one thing. Also, maybe you need a new pair of glasses. A lot of times it's just a vision issue. Mm -hmm. And even if you pass, so to speak, you know, a good eye exam every year is important to your driving as well as to other tasks at home. But, um, yeah, we certainly want to keep them as independent as possible. Yeah, so it might be an underlying condition that's giving you some problems. And so a course of physical therapy could help you turn. Or as you're talking about, you can add this adaptive equipment to the car. Tell us about the things that are available. Well, if you're not turning your head fully and we can only get to a certain point, we'll do the wider rearview mirrors. They're not just for big trucks that need to see past trailers. They can really help in an average car. Um, if someone's had a stroke and, say, the right side's been affected, we can adapt a car so that the uh, gears are on the left side for that patient. Yeah, there's a lot you can do, a lot of things that can be installed uh, the the gas pedal, the brake. I mean, I think everybody is getting pretty used to using cruise control now. So it's not that much of a stretch anymore to understand how that works. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can have those things installed. Uh, but but really, it's so easy to just go and get that evaluation. But how many people are doing it? I mean, is is there, when you go out in the community and talk about this, is there a real put-up-the-hand kind of an attitude? That's funny you say that because it's probably the flyer that's taken off of the table at exhibits more often than any oh, other flyer. Really? really? But that doesn't necessarily translate into them attending because they do worry about the fact that somebody's going to notice something and take their license or their keys away from them, yeah. which, as you've said, is not the ultimate goal. That's not what happens at all. It's a way to help 
improve your driving skills so you can stay on the road longer to tweak the things that need to be tweaked and, and let you be safer, let everybody else be safer. And, and I think it's a wonderful opportunity. If someone is interested in finding out more, Wanda, I want to give the phone number. So if you want to know about the driving evaluation program that Sarasota Memorial Healthcare System offers, if you want to know more about memory, um, let me give you the number because anything Wanda has been talking about today, you can give her a call at Sarasota Memorial Hospital, 917-4156, 917-4156. And if you're feeling like you can't pay attention and you can't remember that number, I'm going to say it two more <laughs> times, 917-4156, 917-4156. That's how you can talk to Wanda Jackson at Memorial Hospital about any of these programs. And you also can go out in the community and, and talk to someone about that. How does that work? I'm happy to come visit uh, any of the assisted living facilities, libraries, clubs, um, and you can pick the topic, whether it's hurricane preparedness or memory and cognition or driver's eval. I have lots of them that I do for the community, and I'm happy to just reach out to me and I'd be put you on the schedule. That's so wonderful that you're able to do that. And if people have questions and they just want to call and ask you a question, I bet you can hook them up with the right person. Part of the job is outpatient care coordinators helping coordinate the care. Healthcare has gotten large. There's a lot of people in the system, a lot of people that can help, a lot of free services for the community. So I really do just want to connect the dots for you. What a wonderful opportunity. I want to thank you so much, Wanda Jackson, for coming in. What are you going to talk about next time you come? There's <laughs> I so know. much. There's so much. All right, but let me just go through that list again. You can go and talk to someone about memory and maintaining memory. You could talk to a group about driving evaluations. What else? Stroke preparedness, what to know, how to know the signs and symptoms, how to avoid a secondary stroke, um, hurricane preparedness. I do that one. Oh, my gosh, Heidi. So many, so yeah. many. Your keys are in your purse. Yes. <laughs> That's where my keys are. And everybody, <laughs> I'm going to start putting my glasses in the same place every day. Check up on me. See if I'm doing it. Well, I'll let you know how it's gone. Wanda Jackson from Memorial Hospital, thank you so much for being on the program. So good to see you. You too, Heidi. Thanks. Again, everybody, if you'd like to speak with Wanda or any of the fine folks at Sarasota Memorial Hospital, check them out. It's smh.com, smh.com. And let me give you the number if you'd like to call Wanda directly and talk to her about having her come out to your community group and speaking or finding out more about the programs, 917-4156. 